0: Hello everyone, welcome to The Arsenal Way. And yes, we have another daily Arsenal agenda show, your daily show from 10am from Monday to Friday. And it's me and Chris today. Chris, how are you, mate?
1: I'm oh, very well, thank you, Bailey. Hope you're doing okay. Um, good
0: morning to everyone tuning in. Hope you're all keeping well. Yeah, good morning indeed. And I think we should start the show today with one player who performed excellently against Manchester United and excellently against Chelsea as well. Now, we done a debate, debate piece yesterday on Mohamed Elneny and whether he should sign a new contract. Of course, Elneny said, I've been Arsenal's been my club for six years. I love it here. And if Arsenal offered me something, I would definitely sign it. Chris, with or against? Uh,
1: It's funny, isn't it, this one? Because, you know, perhaps if you're asking this question before the Chelsea game, for example, I would have been straight away, you know, yeah, no, I think he should go. Um, He's he's not playing many games. He's certainly not starting many games. Um, He's turning 30 soon. Um, Obviously, his contract's running out it's probably just the right time to to, to move on. Um, he's been a great servant for this football club. He's stayed loyal um, and obviously he's, he's always given his, his absolute best when he has been called upon. And I think with Nani, it's, it's never easy as it being that sort of rotational player, sort of just making up the numbers a little bit most of the time, being there just in case he's needed. Um, obviously, you've got Granite Xhaka and, and Thomas Party ahead of him maybe even Samuel O'Connor after he was brought in in the summer. Um, so it's it's not been easy, but yeah, I've got to take my hat off to him and, and and say just how incredible he's been over the last couple of games. I think that Chelsea game last week on Wednesday was his, his just his second start of the season in the league. And and to put in a performance like that away at Stamford Bridge against a tough Chelsea team, um, we, I thought he was phenomenal. And obviously he followed that up with another fantastic display against Manchester United. So it's it's tricky because he's reminded us what he can what he can offer, you know. And I think I mentioned this in the debate piece yesterday, along with yourself, Tom and and Kaya. I, I don't I don't see the harm in offering in offering him one one more year. It was just a one year contract extension, no more than that, just one year. And I think you know, obviously, he's come out and he said that if Arsenal say they want me, I'm more than happy to be here. You know, I love the club, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So if he's happy with, you know, keeping that rotational role um, and, and bearing in mind that he's probably not going to start every game or he's not going to play many games. And I don't see the harm in offering him a one year extension, because I think when you consider um, the fact that European football could return to the Emirates next season. On top of the fact that the Premier League are introducing five substitutions um, as well, squad depth is going to be absolutely key. So. Um, I think if we keep El for one more season, uh, on top of bringing some a, a new central midfielder in because I still think that's that's really important, then um, yeah, I don't see the harm in that. And you know, if there's injuries picked up or if we need to rotate for a cup game or for a European cup uh, for a European game, sorry, um, then uh, then out uh, we know El there and he's experienced. We know we we can rely on him. We know he's capable of coming in all of a sudden despite playing a lack of games and, and actually making an impact. So, yeah, I'd I i I'd like to see Elneny maybe stay for one more year, but I do think another central midfielder should be signed in addition to that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think we definitely should sign a, a midfielder alongside his contract. I think the last few games has epitomised Elneny's role and his importance to the team because I think if he wasn't, available. I don't think Arsenal would have come out those two games with victories, if I'm being honest. I think if we still had the inexperience of Samuel Lekonga, despite the excellent potential he has, he's still very immature and needs time to adapt to the Premier League. So, I reckon if and then he wasn't fit for the Chelsea on Manchester United game, I don't think we would have come out as winners or as clear winners anyway. And I think that's, that's that just epitomises the import, importance. Do you agree with that, Chris? Or do you think we'd still come out with the wins without, without El
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say because obviously... You know, it's not just down to El Neni. The last couple of games, there's been quite a few solid performances from from different players. But like I said a moment ago, what's unique about El Neni is that he he's a very energetic player. You know, he, he never stops running. He works hard, not just in the center of the park, but all over the pitch. And you know, he's he's a good passer. He he closes people down quickly. Um, and that certainly offered us more protection and stability over the last couple of games. Um, especially, you know, we were we were leaking goals, you know. You look back to the Palace and Brighton and Southampton games, we were leaking goals, the defense looked shaky, but El come in and he's, he's yeah, like I say, he's added a bit more protection. Like I say, because of his work rate and how quickly he can close people down, um, it, it certainly offered us a bit more protection at the back and, and a bit more stability in, in midfield. So um, he's certainly helped. i not. You know, I don't know if he's if he's single-handedly won us these games. Obviously, it wouldn't be right for me to say. And like I say, there's there's been quite a few, you know, encouraging individual displays. But he's certainly helped. And like I said, he's you know he's showcasing and reminding us what he can offer when he's needed. So um, you know, yeah, I, I'd like to see him stay. Billy, it, it, it's very rare these days, isn't it? You you come across a player that stays loyal, hungry, committed no matter what their role is. And, you know, I think we're we're lucky to have Elneny, like, you know, so, well, so lucky to have someone like Elneny um, because, you know, he's come out and he said, look, I, if Arsenal say they want me, then I'm here. I'm more than happy to stay. I love this football club. And um, having someone like that with that attitude could be helpful as we go into a really busy summer because there's other areas of the squad that are in need. There's probably going to be a, a lot of money spent so, um, if we can keep El Nene, who's an option there for us, and he's happy to 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 like I say to be that rotational squad option, then um, then that that's that's going to be helpful for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you you spoke about strengthening other areas of the pitch, and uh, that's the next topic we're going to go, move into. But before we do that, guys, before we do that, guys, make sure you leave your questions in the comment box because we will come to them later uh, towards the end of the show. So so make sure to do that. But Chris, I think it's only right to talk about the striker situation right now, and Arsenal have been linked to. A few strikers recently, and the, the main strikers are Gabi Jesus, but Victor Ossiman, who, who we are going to talk about today. Now, I know Freddie Paxton and other sources have said that Arsenal are heavily interested in Victor Osimhen, and Napoli are willing to sell. It's just going to cost an expensive amount, around €100 million Euros, or just less than that. Is it a deal we should chase, Chris?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> I suppose it... It, it, it always depends on what else the, the club are looking to do. And I think, um, I remember, I'm not sure who, who tweeted or where the report was from, but I think, um, uh, you know, somewhere said that obviously with this fee mentioned with Ozymen and the €100 million, Euros, the club could look elsewhere because they'll know there'll be cheaper options out there that could still do a very good job for us. Um, I mean, look, he's a, he's a, he's a great player. Um, you know maybe the strongest sort of all-round option that we've been been linked with in terms of his all-round game and the qualities that he has certainly fit the the style of the premier league um but yeah i mean it's a lot of money isn't it and i think the the, the obviously every signing you make has got to 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 fit in it's got to work um and you're always sort of thinking about the profile and the fit but I think you know it's especially the, the the striker that we bring in or the strikers that we bring in this summer, you know the club are under a lot of pressure to get to, to get it right because ultimately their their job is to score as goals and you know if we're not scoring goals and we're not going to win many football games, um, obviously there's a a chance that Fuller and Balogun could be the only you know natural and and ish sent the forward at the at the club come the end of the season um due to to Lacazette's and and Ketje's contracts running out obviously Aubameyang's already gone so there's big shoes to fill potentially um and a lot of them to fill so um i i've said previously and i know you are a big fan of ozaman Bailey um I, i'd be i'd be up for that i think it would be a great signing but um yeah i obviously it's not our money it's not our money so i'm not going to sit here and say no it's too much too much we shouldn't we shouldn't go for it um the club will know how much they they're, they're going to have to spend obviously we know um meetings have taken place between arteta and and owner stan Kronke. so there'll be a clear understanding there um obviously judging by eddie's comments to ESPN Brazil um, prior to the game on against Manchester United on Saturday it sounds as if they've already identified these targets as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Osimhen is on is on that list. Um I think they'll already obviously have a clear understanding that it will be a lot of money, but yeah again, obviously it's not our money. If they're they're happy if they believe he's a, you know, the, the the player that that can come in, score us goals and help the team, then I'm I'm sure they'll pay whatever's necessary. Um, it seems as if they were, you know, willing to pay a lot of money for Vlajevic in January, but obviously that one got away from us. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But obviously you mentioned Gabriel Jesus there. I mean, we've been linked with uh, Darwin Nunes as well. I mean, these are top top quality players who can make a big difference for us. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that we get in. Ozumen, I I definitely wouldn't
0: say no. And um, yeah, I know he, he's your number one choice, isn't he? Yeah, he is my number one indeed. I've said it from around October time, November time. I've wanted Victor Osimen in the club. I've always I've looked at him at Lille and Napoli, at Napoli as well. He's just been, he's a dom, he's a, he's dominant. He's a presence. He's a presence up front. He's a, he's a dominant striker. He's what you look when you when you watch him. You're like, wow, well, okay, yeah, he's gonna create problems, and he does create problems. He's got everything in his locker. He's almost a complete forward. He can hold up the ball, he can beat defenders one on one. He's pacey, and he can score headers as well. He just is the ideal striker. Of course, he's still young, so he has time to learn. He still have time to grow. He's not the perfect striker yet, but I think he's the striker that if he comes in, it would enhance Arsenal. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a money move that Arsenal could make and must make if they want to they wanna progress and want to be regulars in the Champions League. I think the money being created for him is worth it, and signing a striker this summer isn't going to be cheap. Of course, Gabriel Jesus is there, but I really do reckon that if we bring in Ossima, we can also bring in Gabriel Jesus simply because... He is quite cheap and I think it's it's a, an affordable deal as well. So hopefully we can bring in both both wards, But we shall see there. 49, 49, 49, so Chris, now we're going to move on to the final topic of the show. Now, this one is a bit... We're talking about Osimhen being expensive and, and, the real, and the realism of bringing him in. Now, let's talk about Erling Haaland. Now, of course, Martin Erdegaard had an interview, I believe it was with BBC Focus, where he was asked about Haaland and his potential move to the Premier League. And Erdegaard said, yes, Erdogan can come to England, but only if it is with the Gunners. Chris... Can you take anything from this? Is this is this making you excited even just a little bit? <laughs> oh, I'll, 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 um,
1: it would be nice, wouldn't it? Put it that way. Um, but you know, I think we're I think we'll be very close to going into dreamland if if we start thinking that way. Um, I, obviously, I noticed there was a picture going around yesterday of uh, Erling Haaland wearing an Arsenal kit as well. Um, uh, so it seems like all these superstars are um were Arsenal fans when they were younger and they, they never end up joining. Um but look, um obviously it seems pretty set in stone at the moment anyway that Hurling that Haaland is going to be going to Man City. Um and I think when you you look at where they are as a club compared to us right now and obviously the 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 financial side of things with the club and what they they're capable of. A track record of of big money signings and the amount of money they've spent, especially under Pep Guardiola as a whole, um, it's probably no surprise to see to see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm a obviously I'm a big fan of his. He's a he's an outstanding talent. Makes things just look so incredibly easy. Um, and I know obviously there's players that have come over from the Bundesliga with a you know a big big sort of price on their head and. And you know, they they've been sort of smashing it up in, in, in Germany. Obviously you think of Jaden Sancho in particular most recently. Um and, and they've they've come over and they've struggled. But I think with with Haaland, you know, I just think he's 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 that sort of player that is just, just finds things too easy and he's just gonna I think he'll he'll breeze through in the Premier League. I think he he'll make things again look look easy. You know, he's got the stature, he's got the strength, he's got all these qualities that will make him, you know, succeed in the Premier League. And especially in a Man City team that we know are, are ruthless in attack. You know, the 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 quality that they have going forwards and the chances that they create. Um with Haaland there now up top, um uh, for I think I think uh yeah they won't have any issues scoring goals so part of me is excited to see him in the premier league potentially obviously it's not done yet by the sounds of things and I know Real Madrid have reportedly shown interest um but it seems city are the favorites and yeah part of me is excited to see him in in the prem because you know what you, you, although they're they're against teams that will be going up against or, or sorry they'll they'll, they'll playing for teams that will be going up against you know um you still like to see the the Premier League produce quality moments and and quality players and um, you you like to see the Premier League be home to you know some of the best players in the world and we've done that you know for for many years and if Haaland comes over here then again it just um, epitomises how big the Premier League is and how special it is so it's good for the English game to get these sort of big names over over here and yeah it'll be good to watch him play um i'm sure he'll produce some some special moments for city if he does join but then obviously the other part of me is a bit disappointed that you know we'll be going a bit up against him rather than having him up on, on our on our team playing alongside his his norwegian teammate uh, martin odegaard so yeah um an an interesting move one to keep an eye on it'll be probably the, the biggest move of the window i would imagine um, depending on what happens with Mbappe and his contract situation and and things like that. So, um, so yeah, it would have been lovely, Bailey. It would have been lovely, put it that way. Um, but it was just, you know, too good to be true, isn't it? You know, too good to become reality. I think, um, unfortunately, um, Haaland's sort of got his eyes set on City now by the looks of things.
0: Yeah, it does look. We won't need Haaland. We have to see him need the line. i tell you that, Chris. But we, we shall see. We shall see. Well, we're going to touch on to your guys' questions before we do end the show, Chris and uh Harvey. asked. I'll let you take the floor first. What central midfielder would you want at the end of the season?
1: New, a new, a new central midfielder. Um, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of names been mentioned. Um, uh, people have been sort of following me on Twitter or, or watching these shows. Obviously, I, I, I often name Ruben Neves um, as an option, and I, I am a big fan of his. I think he'll. Obviously, he's got that Premier League experience, but on top of that, he's a very reliable player. Um, he's got a great short, long shot on him. He's a comfortable passer. Um, and he obviously, he brings sort of a variety of passing as well, short and long. Um, comfortable on the ball. Um, yeah, you know, I just think, you know, in terms of his defensive and attacking um, sort of qualities, um, he'll offer a lot of balance in, 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 in midfield. And people often say, "Well, he's the upgrade to to Granit Xhaka." And although they are very similar players, I mean, based on current form, I wouldn't say that. But um, obviously, we know Football Up London has reported Chris Wheatley, um, the Arsenal reporter, has previously um, sort of mentioned the interest, the long-standing interest from from Roma and Jose Mourinho in Granit Xhaka. So, you know, if if that was to to come back, and if Roma were to get him. Um, then Ruben Neves, I think, would be a, a very sort of solid replacement. But um, I've been thinking recently about different options. And although Lucas Paqueta at Lyon, he's more of a attacking midfielder, he has played a lot of games in central midfield, um, previously when he was in Brazil in, in particular, but he has also played in central midfield in a number of times for Lyon. Um, he's got a great work rate you know, both defensively and, and, and in attack. Um, he works hard. Um, again, really, really good on the ball. Sort of different qualities to Thomas party because obviously Paquette is a lot more, like he's a lot smaller in build and he's a lot more sort of attacking thinking or attacking minded, sorry, should I say. But, um, you know, he'd, he'd bring us that composure and, and sort of... Um, skill in, in the centre of midfield, we're, we're maybe slightly in front of, of Thomas Party. We know we've, we've seen Granit Xhaka sort of operate in that more advanced role in front of, of Party in recent months. So I think if Paqueta could maybe operate in a similar role, um, then, yeah, I think he'd bring his sort of defensive qualities because he works hard, like I said, but especially going forward. You know, I just think with Martin Odegaard in front of him, Saka, Martinelli or a new winger, Smith-Rowe, new striker in front of him as well, I think um, he would have a field day. Obviously, you've got that defensive sort of st- stability um, with Thomas Party next to him or just behind. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind Lucas Paqueta as well. Um, or Frankie okay. De Jong, as, as Graham's put there. I mean, uh, what a sign and that would be for, for anyone. I, I mean, I would imagine um, Eric Ten Hag's probably got him on his list for Man United, especially if he is available. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Ruben Neves, Lucas Bacueta, um, they're, they're names that I'm I'm intrigued by and who I think could could, could provide upgrades in, in the centre of the park. So, um, so yeah, they're, they're probably the first sort of two names that come to mind for me, Bailey.
0: Yeah, so I'm torn with, I'm personally torn. I think the midfielders available aren't great options. I don't think, as a striker, in the striker department, I think it's pretty clear who and who we shouldn't sign, I think, with the goal, score, record, etc. It's kind of easier. But the midfielder at the moment, it's hard because, we don't know what direction we're going in either. Are we going to keep Granit Shaka? I think if we sell Granit Shaka, then Ruben Neves would be the ideal uh, midfielder. But if we keep Granit Shaka, then I think we have to look at other targets because Neves and Shaka are quite similar. So it's difficult in that department. I've always wanted... My first team midfielders were, was Frank Kezia and, and Renato Sanchez. But Frank Kezia, of course, off to Barcelona. Renato Sanchez injury issues uh, do has resurfaced and that does that has ring, ringed the rang alarm bells for me. So it's kind of a difficult one to 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 say who he asked us to sign in the midfield department. But before we do, in the show, Chris, quick, uh, Sharif asks, do you think we need two central midfielders this summer? And should we not be looking at a player like James Ward-Prowse, a solid player who works tirelessly? I
1: mean, James Ward-Prowse is a, a solid option. He's a good shell, absolutely. I've been impressed with him. Not just this season for Southampton, but for the last several seasons, actually, he's, he always pops up and puts in really good performances. He's, his consistency is really high, and um, and Jerry yeah, he's been a really really important player for for the Saints. Absolutely, I mean, you know how fantastic he is with set pieces in particular, whereas from corners, obviously, especially free kicks. Um, and Jerry's got a great again like Ruben Neves, as I mentioned, he's got a great long shot on him. He's a great passer. Comfortable, calm, collected on the on the ball. So, so yeah, I wouldn't mind him at all. I know I saw Fabian Ruiz mentioned in there as well. Again, that's another great shout. We've obviously been linked with him, the Napoli midfielder. Again, left-footed, would sort of fill in and slot in where where in that Granit Xhaka role. Um, Again, has an eye for goal. Great passer. Great on the ball. Good dribbler. Um, Would sort of provide us with qualities that we don't exactly have at the moment in that area so yeah i mean like the like the striker options there's plenty of of, of names um and options in, in in midfield as well i think bailen i think obviously if if elneny goes or if granit xhaka goes then that will change the the perspective in terms of the numbers that we need to bring in i think uh, at the moment if we keep granit xhaka if we keep Elneny, then we just need maybe the one midfielder to come in but obviously if if elneny goes and we're with party, Al Nani, and Lekonga. We're already saying that we're we're still a bit short in this area. Obviously, if you lose one of them, then all of a sudden you've just sort of got three three main options really, and and Lekonga, Xhaka, and, and party. So all of a sudden, especially with the like I said earlier on in the in the show when we were talking about Al Nani, you got a European football potentially the five substitution introduction. You know, you're going to all of a sudden probably need two central midfielders. So yeah, a lot of it's going to be you know. You know, if but a maybe, and and obviously we'll see the domino effect fall again this summer. I'm sure one thing leads to another. At the moment, with the current options we have, and and say nobody leaves, one central midfielder I think would would be enough. Um, but if El leaves as well, um, then yeah, all of a sudden you'll probably need a
0: couple in there. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I think we might need a couple of and then he does depart from the club because we will be extremely short in that position. But guys, we are going to end the show there. Chris, as always, thank you for jumping on, mate.
1: Cheers, Bailey, mate. Pleasure as always. And um, yeah, thank you to everyone tuning in this morning. Hope everyone has a great day. Yeah, thank you
0: to everyone indeed. Make sure you come back tomorrow as we will have another Arsenal Agenda show for you guys. As always, Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. So make sure you are there uh make sure you leave a like as well and you subscribe to the channel and most importantly make sure you keep following us down the arsenal way